<coughs> Welcome, boys and ghouls, to Spooky Book Report. We're rolling. Welcome to the show, brother. With crazy (laughs) Mike and rambling Steve. (laughs) Taking over the airwaves. Infecting your ear holes (laughs) one episode at a time. Well, it is a mild 75 degrees outside. Welcome to Thoughts for Your Thoughts, <laughs> and welcome to Spooky Book Report. Uh, wouldn't it be fun to be on the radio? Yeah, that would be fun, except I'd probably get in a lot of trouble, you know? <laughs> and I'll be honest, uh, in college I was on the radio, and it, man, it wasn't that fun. Really? Yeah. Nice. It's more just like sitting around most of the time. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, you have to listen to all the songs you play, too. It's not like you, like, I mean, you could do other things, but. Yeah. It's. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I appeared on one of Jordan Lambert's shows that he did. And it was, I, it was kind of lame. Lame. But so is he. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Kinda. Just kidding. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Jake, awesome. Well, tell me, tell me how you feel about mummies. Well, first of all, you know, of all of the like folklore like his not necessarily historic but like your classic monsters within like horror films and stuff mummies were always the least of my concern right right because i'm like i'm so far from egypt i don't give a shit (laughs) yeah you know because i mean zombies and mummies are a lot of the same thing right it's like there, it's just the dead coming back to life. It's just mummies. There's more unknown. It's like how decayed are these people? I don't it's know. Like you, they're probably less decayed than zombies because they're yeah. so well preserved. Correct. So I mean, I I was never really afraid. Like I'm I'm still kind of like I'm like oh, I'm not exactly sure that vampires don't exist. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like pretty sure that mummies. It's like yeah, whatever. You know. Yeah. Mummies are mummies. Yeah, right. Well, how how do you feel about mummies? Eh, I think they're pretty lame. Yeah, right. But you know, it's just I don't know what's scary about them. They're just dead things yeah. wrapped in cloth. Right, and I think like the whole probably shtick with mummies is that like they probably because they were buried in such prestigious like you know obviously which we'll talk about um they're buried in these pyramids and there's all these like booby traps and shit but i think that the real stickler is like the curse probably like supposedly that they put on the you know if you desecrate their tomb and steal their jewels yeah you'll be cursed for always and eternity Classic. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I. It's like, I grew up in a very superstitious household. So, like, you know, don't walk under a ladder. If you break a mirror, then that's no good. And that's bad luck. So, in some ways, like, I don't believe a lot of that shit anymore at all. But in some ways, it's still, like, in the back of my mind, if someone were to tell me, like, if you go into this pyramid then something will curse you and you'll have like whether it's death or bad luck or whatever for a thousand years there i wouldn't believe it for the most part but some part of me would be like hmm in the back of your mind you just want to be cautious yeah right sure 
out of out of an abundance of caution, I'm not going to go and rob the pyramids. Right. What if you like were the first person to find a tomb, like it's been hidden and locked away? Would you open it, or would you leave it just in case? See, that's a good question because if if I found it, like I wouldn't want to open it and be like, I want to see if there's a dead person in here. But also, like, is there a chance that there's a whole bunch of money in there? I don't know. Right? Is there just like a pile of gold? Yeah, right. So, sure, I'd probably be tempted, but I don't think, um, I don't know if I would, because I, I, I don't know. Money doesn't tempt me that much, I guess. Yeah. But it wouldn't just be cool to open up and see, like, how they buried this thing? Because obviously yeah. it was important if they locked it away, yeah. or it was dangerous. See, yeah, I mean, maybe I just don't have as much of an adventurous spirit, but, I mean, if you told me, if you came up to me and you're like, hey, if we go in here and we find this particular tomb, then we'll each get a cut of, like, 400 pounds, no, let's say 400,000 pounds of pure gold, <laughs> then I'd be like, oh, okay. What do you think the value of 400,000 pounds of gold is? Oh, I, um, it's, it's like... The, it's in the bees, dude. Oh, yeah, because it's like, what, $1,700 an ounce? So... Matt's doing I'm a looking quick it Google up right search. now. Yeah. So, yeah, the last I heard it was like 1722 or something an ounce, which I don't... I don't... I have no fucking idea how much ounces are in a pound. I... The Manti school system has failed me, and I have I no idea. Ounces to a pound is 16. Okay. Why? I don't Who know. Who came up with 16? Who was like, you know what, I've got a good round number. Let's do 16. <laughs> I, uh, whatever. Sorry, this is taking a long time. I don't That's know right. what to, what to Google. You're usually Googling little boys' butts bare naked. <laughs> you get a real kick out of yourself, don't you? <laughs> Sometimes. When I accuse you of child pornography, it's always a kick. <laughs> I always giggle. Why is it giving me a Troy pound? What is a Troy pound? How? Why? says a troy pound is worth about 15 grand i don't know what a troy pound is but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go with that one okay that's fair yeah that's like six billion dollars okay so let's just say that there's 10 of us and we each get like however much that is per person you're still talking about billions of dollars so if you came up to me with that prospect and were like hey if we go in here run the risk of being cursed for the rest of our lives but. Uh, might see some naked dead people but <laughs> we'll be super super rich afterwards yeah i'd take that chance for sure absolutely. wouldn't you absolutely there's not many things i wouldn't do yeah, right. I mean, for that amount of money. I mean, there's stuff, like, I don't know. I, there's stuff that I would eat for, like, significantly less. You okay. Know? Oh, yeah, there's some pretty bad things I'd do for much less. <laughs> yeah, like, if you were like, if you eat this fresh dog turd, I'll, <laughs> I'll give, give you $100,000. <laughs> I would, I've already I've chewed already it and swallowed it. it. Yeah, it's yeah, already right. gone. Already shit it back out. <laughs> and then for an extra $100,000, you have to eat your turd, which is originally made up of dog turd. And I'm already done with it. <laughs> now that is rich. That is what the people pay to see. That's is people, people eating people their want. own shit. <laughs> Yeah, where's that HBO? Yeah, yeah, they they foiled it with all their other shitty TV shows that ended. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could say that the end of Game of Thrones was 
as bad as someone eating their own shit. <laughs> I, I would say it's worse. Like somebody eats their own shit and then throws it up and then eats that again. Yeah. Yeah. We could go on a tangent about this because <laughs> Game of Thrones season eight sucked balls. <laughs> it was so bad. May God have mercy on us all. They really blew it. No. Oh. They had a they had a gem. And they sh- they shit it out and threw up on it. They robbed it out of a mummy's tomb, and then <laughs> and then barfed all over it. No, see they 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 found the mummy's tomb. They went in. They found 400,000 pounds of gold, and they yeah. grabbed a pile of shit in their bare hand and walked <laughs> out. They took the, the mummy's, like, corroded, decaying balls, and that was it. Yeah, and then they walked out. <laughs> and everyone was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what about all this money? And they're like, eh, I came <laughs> here for the balls. <laughs> Didn't you know that's what I'm here for? <laughs> I'm just here for the balls, that's it. <laughs> Uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, that's a good segue. We can just segue right into our our children's book after talking about <laughs> stealing mummies' jewels. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you you wanna you wanna give us a rundown of the book? Sure, I would love to. So today we're talking about book number five, uh, the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. Um, so let me pull up my notes here. Um, so this is uh, the author's R.L. Stein. Our copyright date is 1993, so this is one of the first ones that he wrote. Our pages is 132 um, pages. This is a story is set in mainly Egypt, in and around Cairo. Did I say that right? Cairo? Yeah, I think so. I have no idea. I'm not well cultured. Um, and within Cairo, a lot of the story takes place within um, a pyramid. And so that's kind of the setting of the story, which is our second question. So our th- third question, we'll dive right into the summary of the plot. plot. <laughs> Pardon me. We're going into plot lines. Welcome. All right, so um, this is a book about Gabe. Um, he is 12 years old. Um, he is from the United States. Uh, I think you said Michigan. Um, His family is taking a trip for Christmas to Egypt. They are of Egyptian descent, so that's why they're in Egypt. They have an uncle that lives uh, near Cairo with his daughter, who is horrible. Um, She's a horrible person. She's a horrible person. (laughs) (laughs) But I do like that in the first chapter of this book, it talks about his big fat fat dad i knew it (laughs) (laughs) i knew you were gonna bring that up (laughs) he even goes so far as to mention that like he he, like knocked some guidebooks out of his dad's hand and he's like and his dad even actually bent over and picked him up even though his belly's in the way or something like that he like struggles to pick up the shit (laughs) off the floor it's good to have someone I can relate to in these books. <laughs> Finally, a relatable character. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I like how he burns his parents, too. His dad was like, how big do you think the pyramid is? As they're sitting there looking at a pyramid, and he's like, bigger than you and mom put together. <laughs> <laughs> a <That> little shit. A <laughs> little bastard. Could you imagine if you said that shit to your mom? <laughs> Uh, I don't think it'd how go big over is, well. How big is that? How big is this? Do you think bigger than you are? <laughs> uh, how much does that weigh? More than you, and that's a lot. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> what, what was that? You come unplugged. Are we live again? Okay, we're live again. Did it did it end? Like, did it stop the recording or did it just keep? No, it didn't stop the recording. I just went silent for a bit. Right when I farted really loud, which is a huge (laughs) bummer. Crying shame. 
Yeah. I just want everyone to hear how loud I can fart. <laughs> I want the whole world to know. <laughs> that I can really just let them fly. I can really rip ass. <laughs> uh, Alright. So... Um, they're uh, getting back to uh, enough about my ass. Um, (laughs) So his parents, they're on a vacation in Egypt for Christmas. Uh, they're out looking at a pyramid. Um, they go back to the hotel and then all of a sudden his dad comes in and goes, Oh, well we have to go to Alexandria. So you have a choice. You can either come with us or you can stay here and your uncle Ben is that his name? Ben? That yeah. sounds right. Your Uncle Ben, your big gay Uncle Ben, will come and babysit you with your cousin. I don't remember. Sorry. Sorry. That's Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, so he um, obviously, of course, opts to stay in the hotel with his Uncle Ben. So with his, his parents cool leave. Uncle and then Ben. With his neato Uncle Ben. Um, his parents leave and he's in the hotel room by himself and then his uncle like and then all of a sudden there's a nice tense moment you know our signature tense moments Um, he like is sitting there and then the door opens which why wouldn't you lock your hotel door that's my first question (laughs) right well they automatically lock yeah right maybe not back in 1993 yeah, maybe so. This was before 9-11. So. <laughs> yeah. So if you wanted it locked, you had to move the little... Yeah, right. The, the, put the chain on the door. Yeah, right. Um. So his uncle... The, and then all of a sudden, like, a mummy walks through the door, right? And he's all terrified of this. And it ends up being, sorry, and his Uncle Ben. <laughs> his cool old Uncle Ben. Yeah, so they like the whole shtick is is that like they like to play practical jokes on uh Gabe who's our main character because he's a little fraidy shit. <laughs> that always happens every every book. There's a little yeah, scaredy right. cat. Like that's like the whole shtick is that the main character regardless of what book you're reading is probably scared shitless of something. <laughs> yeah, he's always He's always scared, and his friends, quote-unquote friends, are always making fun of him for it. Yeah, right? So this, basically, what we've summed up so far is Goosebumps is just stories about bullying. <laughs> yeah. And and that's okay. <laughs> right? There's no... And that's how you grow up to be a regular person, is by getting bullied. Getting bullied relentlessly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he, Uncle Ben shows up and he reveals because he, I guess he's like a archaeologist, yeah, or some something kind. like that. He's um, he gets to go mess around in the pyramids. Yeah, he gets paid to rob people's graves. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty cool. That's how neat is that? That's pretty neat, considering <laughs> you get paid. Robbing graves, even if you're not employed to rob graves. Yeah, right? So he's getting double double paid. That just makes me think, like, how long does a person have to be dead before, like, it's not considered, like, a crime to <laughs> go dig them up? Yeah. Don't know. See, that's the thing. It, the, it, that's why they need the curses. Yeah, they right. Don't, they don't start for at least a hundred years or so yeah so it's just it's illegal for the first hundred years and then after that it's okay but there's curses okay so that's fair so the law can't get you but the the curse will yeah the spirit world can sure what uh what curse would you put on your grave um it's a tough one yeah, I just had that thought, and I was thinking, like, what? I'm going to have to think on that as we continue on, and then <laughs> yeah. at the end, we'll Let's, reveal yeah, we'll, the curse. We'll come back around to it, because I want it to be good. Yeah, right. I don't want to do something like, if you rob this grave, you'll immediately shit your pants, or something <laughs> pedestrian like I that. I mean, that would be good, but then they'd get all of my gold. Yeah, right. I'd shit my it, pants they... for gold. <laughs> 
awesome. Yeah. You I'd have we already really talked about long pubes for gold. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got to be something that like makes getting the gold like not so worth it. Yeah, right. Like, you know, like if you have to drive home with shit in your pants but you have a whole backpack full of gold, it's not <laughs> yeah, it's so like, bad. Who cares? I'll just buy new pants and a new yeah, car. Right? Yeah. I'll leave the pants care. in the car. <laughs> and then burn it. And then go get a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll, we'll come back to our curses. <laughs> yeah. We'll just think on that as we continue on. Be- the problem is that this book is like... It's pretty boring. It's more or less like so far... Like uh, the first like hundred pages more or less is just basically telling you about this kid's vacation. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. really even interesting that happens. Yeah, it's like they, oh yeah, we get to go to the pyramid because of Uncle Ben. Now we're back, yeah, at, right? And then they go back to the, the hotel. Yeah, and then they go to the museum. <laughs> to the museum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I guess okay. we do. They they did meet. Uh, vital character the first time they were in the pyramid. Ah, yes. Okay, so so Uncle Ben tells um, Gabe, sorry, we're kind of shifting back gears back here, so Uncle Ben tells Gabe he, they're, that they're gonna go, they're working on, di- like, exploring a part of this pyramid that they've never been to before. So, he takes, he tells Gabe the next day that, uh, they're going to go do that and kind of explains all of the dangers that entail that because it's like, you know, you can get lost and it's a maze and there's curses. He doesn't really say curses because he's an art. He's a man of science, you know. He doesn't believe in curses. Yeah, he's not afraid of no curse. But you know who does believe in curses? Ahmed. Ahmed. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so... They there's a whole long thing about them getting down into the tunnel and um he almost falls off a rope ladder at some point and so, sorry saves saves his life and like not that that's kind of like one theme that's throughout the book is that sorry like throughout the book like saves his life or quote unquote she, saves his life yeah she's always out doing him. Yeah, that stupid bitch. <laughs> Women are always out trying to outdo men. Especially when you're 12 years old. Yeah, and you're more gangly than us, and we're still short and fat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Girls mature faster than boys. Yeah, and longer. They grow up for, like, they're, they grow up, and then they continue to grow up, and then they're grown up for longer. <laughs> yeah. If you catch my drift. Oh, I get it. So, they go into the dig site, and there's, like, the archaeologist, but there's this guy there, and he's, like, dressed all in white, except for a white, or a red neckerchief, or bandana, or whatever. Which is, like, I don't know, he kind of went in great detail describing how he was dressed for some reason. <laughs> yeah. You know, That's how you describe that. a villain. <laughs> yeah. He looked, he dressed like a villain. Yeah, he dressed the way a villain would. <laughs> yeah. So, and he reveals that this guy is from, um, like, the university nearby, and he's helping him dig and kind of, like, recording whatever. And as they, like, introduce themselves, he doesn't say anything and just stares at him and nods or whatever. So he's kind of like this ominous character as he's introduced. And his name's Ahmed. Ahmed. Uh, yeah. So, at this point, you know, Ben kind of gets involved in the dig, and they go off through, and they're like, oh, we can explore, I explored not that long ago, blah, 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 blah. And they go off into this different tunnel, and Ben, or excuse me, Gabe and Sari get separated, and Gabe's kind of like looking around, and then all of a sudden, like a two, this like... He wanders into this part of the tunnel, and there's like a, I guess, casket. Yeah, like a right like word. a tomb. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Whatever. So, and then this tomb starts opening, and he sees eyes, and it's sorry in there, scaring the shit out of him again, just bullying the shit out of Gabe. <laughs> Poor little guy. So, 
So, and then Ben comes back and explains to them the danger that, you know, they created a bunch of mazes in these pyramids on purpose to prevent people from stealing their gold and so on and so on. <clears throat> and he gets really mad at them. And that, at that point, they, they leave the pyramid because he was like, you little sons of bitches, you never listen to me! <laughs> so, they go back to the hotel... And, um, the next day, uh, Ben has, like, an interv interview? Is that what it was? He has something at the mu museum. Yeah, like, they were gonna go to the museum. Yeah, for whatever reason. I think Ben had something to do there. Whatever it was, whether it an interview or whatever. So, um... He, they're getting ready to do that, and then Ben gets a call from the hospital saying that some of his co-workers or students or whatever are in the hospital with quote-unquote shock. Yeah, they and, don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah, right, but they like won't speak or whatever. So he, he runs off and goes, you guys have to stay in this hotel. Um, the only thing you can do is go down to the lobby, and he goes off to... Um, see his students or whatever so they blatantly disobey this adult and decide to go to the museum oh they're like oh it's only a couple blocks away we're in a city we've never been to before we'll be fine um so they go to the museum which is a couple blocks away and they're up in like the mummy portion and they're what I did like, and this, I don't remember if this was, like, my memorable quote or whatever, but uh, Gabe goes into great detail about them, like, scooping dead people's brains out with spoons <laughs> through their nose. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty gruesome way. That's yeah. How, that's, that's the mummy way. I wonder if that's real, though. I, I didn't bother to look it up. I, I feel just, like I, I remember hearing about it, like, way back in the day in school when we talked about mummies, like... They do that. They, like, would cut your brain out but pull it through your nose because it was a grave crime to, like, cut a pharaoh or something. So, yeah. like, they didn't want to, like, puncture their skin or anything, so they'd take the huh. brain out through the nose. Well, my question is, right, like, what's the purpose of taking the brain? I mean, he's dead. He, yeah. What do you need to take his brain out for? I don't know. I feel like it's just for the preservation process. Yeah, it might be. But, it, you know, whenever I think about brains and spoons, I always think about on Indiana Jones when he eats the uh, monkey brain. Do you remember that? I don't remember if that... I think that's on Temple of Doom. I don't but remember. I, that. I did watch I them all, from though. time to time. You said you watched them recently, even. Yeah, pretty recently. I don't remember that part, though. I feel like that I was one of those part. things that's in the background, so I wasn't really paying much attention. Uh, <clears throat> I remember that because when I was a kid, <clears throat> Temple of Doom scared the ever-loving shit out of me. And watching them eat brains, like I was like, that's disgusting. Oh, and yeah. Then, Temple of <clears throat> Doom was weird. Yeah, and then like when he pulls his heart out, I lost my shit. That was some scary shit, man. Scary shit, bruh. That was some super scary shit. But, like, I don't really... Um, I, I mean, people who probably listen to this podcast are like, I bet those guys like scary stuff. But I really don't, man. I don't really... I'm not one of those people who's like, I'm going to sit around and watch horror movies. You know? I, I like scary movies. I don't really like the, like, gruesome ones. Yeah. I don't, I don't like gore. <clears throat> And I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I'd rather see tits and blood than, like, have something that's going to keep me up at night, you know? Yeah. But that's just me. And, you know, when I was a kid, um, I was actually, like, I wasn't really afraid of, like, my mom didn't really let me watch scary movies that much because I was such a chicken shit. I would have probably been bullied in these Goosebumps books that could have wrote one about me, about a fat kid who gets scared. <laughs> but, uh... <clears throat> I, I, got, I remember distinctly getting terrified of the movie Dante's Peak because I was like, what if a volcano explodes and kills us all? You know? Right. I was more like, realistic. Yeah, I feel like when I was a kid, do you remember doing, like, 
earthquake drills and tornado drills in in school and like they were so scary it's just like yeah like after you realize that's a thing you're just like oh gosh when is this gonna happen yeah right and it's like a way too real thing to you yeah and you know what's crazy now and we didn't do these when i was a kid but they do like active shooter drills in schools now that's crazy really i would yeah they they like they like prep you for in the event that somebody's like shooting your school that is that is scary yeah so i mean imagine like you know how scared because i remember like distinctly hiding under my desk during earthquake drills and just being like this is the scariest thing possible but imagine like that i feel like that pales in comparison to like somebody might come in here with a gun right blow us all away yeah it's just it's just so bizarre that sucks so I, I mean that's a little bleak and i'm not the purpose of this podcast is to stay as politically neutral as possible <laughs> yeah that's crazy but anyway back to this i just found out why they removed the organs and the brain and okay. stuff excellent it's because that is the first part to decompose okay so it will decompose and it will like dry out the body or something so oh so, so if they want I... to keep the body preserved like they got to take out the organs and stuff. Ah, right. So I'm, it specifically talked about the brains, but did they pull the organs out through the ass? Did they talk about that? I don't think so. I think that they actually did make an incision to take the okay. guts out. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like I remember seeing some like documentary. I don't know if it was in school or if it was like at home, but they were talking. It, it said how like, one person would have to make the incision and then run away because it was illegal to cut the kings or whatever. Awesome. So so it was like they Dang. were basically a sacrifice just to do that just to do it right. So so like you you make an incision and then you die for it. <laughs> yeah, they like throw rocks and stuff at you and you gotta just get out of there. That's crazy. <laughs> People are weird. Yeah, have weird no customs. wonder people like aspire to power, right? Because it's like if somebody even cuts me, they're gonna get stoned to death. <laughs> even after I'm dead. Yeah, right. I'm already <laughs> dead. It's too late for me. <laughs> yeah, but my my rule goes on. Well, you know, whatever. Interesting. So okay, so so <laughs> getting back to our timeline here. Yeah, so they're at so the, the museum, and. It, uh, so they're at the museum, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, um, Ahmed, or Ahmed, I, I don't really know. It's spelled Ahmed, but... Oh, is it? Ahmed. I thought it was I Ahmed. I thought it was A-H-M-E-D. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just assumed that was Ahmed. Yeah, maybe it is. Ahmed. I don't, I don't know their customs. But this guy... This guy, the Ahmed, villain, Ahmed, villain man, the guy who was previously described <laughs> as a villain, um, shows up and he goes, uh, "I'm supposed to take you to the pyramid, right? Is that what he says? No, he says, no, he's supposed to take he, him back to the hotel. To the hotel, yeah. It's like I talked to your dad. He told me to bring you to the hotel, which is bizarre because it's only a couple blocks away. Yeah. So they walk out and he goes, "Let's get in my car," and. Uh, they're like, well, isn't it only a couple blocks away? He goes, I, I know how to get there, and I'll drive you. Don't you, you, you trust me. <laughs> you little shits. Don't ever talk back to me. <laughs> Respect I'm your the elders. adult. Um, I'm smart. You're dumb. Exactly. You're wrong. I'm you... right. <laughs> I'm big, and you're small. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, Miss Trenchbull. <laughs> Oh, what a what a fantastic movie, <laughs> right? Um. So okay, so they get it, so they follow his orders and get into his car, and then all of a sudden he's just like driving away, like not towards the hotel. He's driving away, and they at some point they come to their senses and they realize that they're being kidnapped. That he didn't talk to the Uncle Ben or anybody. He was doing this to kidnap them. So they come to a stop and they throw open the doors and get out and just book it. Um, and then, by fortune's chance, they 
run far enough and long enough that they end up across the street from their hotel. So they go up into their hotel and wait for um, Uncle Ben to come back. Frunky Ben. Frunky Ben. Um, Uncle Ben comes back and he goes, tells him what was going on at the um, hospital and that, like, the students were basically scared to death. That was not, they didn't die, but they were really scared and they were in a state of shock. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really kind of glosses over the fact that somebody just tried to kidnap his kid <laughs> and his nephew. Right? It's like, you should call the police. But no, he's like, that's it. I'm going to the pyramid to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> yeah, right? And you like, two are coming with me. <laughs> Some vigilante justice going <laughs> right? on. Uh, stupid. Um... So they go, they go back to the pyramid, which I don't know. I guess that would be probably like when if you're talking about how this book is scary. Could you imagine being kidnapped at twelve? <laughs> right, like in a strange country, and yeah, that would be yeah. terrifying. It, like where you don't speak the language, you don't know your way around. You like your parents are gone. This is way before cell phones. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't, it would you have couldn't. been easy to kidnap kids back then. Yeah. And, and, like, yeah. Even if you do escape, it's like, oh, no, where... How do I get back to where I was? Yeah. There's no yeah. Google Maps. Exactly. I mean, you basically have to rely on another stranger. Like, if you do escape, you have to rely on another stranger to give you directions to <laughs> where just, you're looking for. And just hope that they're not one of the baddies. Yeah, right. Are we the baddies? so anyway they go back to the pyramid he gives them this like tracking device each so he's like if you push this button it'll beep and then i can find you and throughout the story it talks about how ben's shoe keeps coming untied so you know it's going to come up at some point so you know it's going to really fuck things up <laughs> it's really going to just make things horrible at some point so um he gets separated from ben and sorry and sorry because he his shoe comes untied so he's tying his shoe and then he like kind of hustles to try and catch up and he gets totally separated from him and he's like running around in the dark trying to find uncle ben and sorry and i mean for me personally like if i was in a dark pyramid and i just had a flashlight and if I was separated for even, like, five minutes, I would hit that button, dude. I would hit that <laughs> even, button. Yeah, I don't even care. Yeah, like, I, I would, he's like, oh, I don't want him to, like, think less of me. It's like, dude, you're going to die in there. <laughs> you're, you're, in, you're in a little tunnel underneath <laughs> God all, that, knows where. all that limestone. Yeah, like, there's literal dead people in here, and you're just going to be another dead person. Mm-hmm. They're not going to find you. But you're not going to be as well-preserved. Yeah, because you, you didn't get your guts pulled out of your ass. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that was your first mistake. Yeah. The first thing you need to do if you die is shit all your guts out so you preserve <laughs> better. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure you have a bunch of banana peppers. That always does it for me. <laughs> Shit your guts out. Uh, one time at night, I went to, uh, like, Beto's, and I got a breakfast burrito, and then I was like, I'm going to get another one for in the morning. <laughs> and in the middle of the night, I woke up and just shit for, like, three hours. <laughs> and then I got up and ate the burrito again in the morning, and I had the worst diarrhea I've ever had <laughs> in my entire life. It was like, oh, I'll just have a little hair of the dog that bit me. And it made it so much fool, worse. Fool me once. Am I right? <laughs> so I'll probably only do that a couple of more times before I learn my lesson. Yeah. I mean, it it has to not work out for a few times. Yeah. Usually those late night Beto's runs are a good idea. Correct. Um, and like... For me, like, even with explosive diarrhea, the payoff and and benefit and, like, you know, the drawbacks of it all, they really kind of evened out. I mean, I don't mind eating a big-ass burrito if it's going to make me shit. As long as I get to enjoy it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to enjoy the burrito. 
Yeah. While I'm on and the that's toilet. That's all that matters. I, there, you know, there's a lot I do for food. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, so he gets separated. He fall, and at some point he falls through the floor and he smashes the beeper when he lands. And that was actually a good twist because I remember I said out loud, I was like, oh shit, when, <laughs> when he smashed his beeper. When the beeper's dead. So he's in like this weird room and he's seeing all of these like mummies on the walls. And he like gets like attacked by scorpions too. <laughs> yeah. Which is the worst. That gave me the willies for sure. Yeah, I'm sure that would be pretty awful. Um, and he's like kind of looking around, not sure what's going on. And um, then he starts, you know, blubbering for help. And then who... Who comes first? Is it ben, ben and Sari find him, right? Well, they drop like a rope ladder through or something. Yeah, no, Sari <laughs> finds him first. Right. And then... I don't remember. Yeah, it's something like that. Like, Sari finds him and then she hits her beeper because yeah, yeah, Ahmed she, finds him. Yeah she, yeah, she hits her beeper and then Ahmed finds him. Right. And then he leaves and then Ben comes back. Right. Okay, so, and then they try and explain to Ben, like, so Ahmed tells them that he's going to kill them at this point. He tells them that, like, they've, they've he... disturbed the tomb of Kala or whatever. Yeah, right. This this priestess, and he's a descendant of it, and it's, like, his charge to keep the curse on whoever, like, comes to this part of the pyramid. Yeah, whoever it's been... disturbs her peace. Yeah, and it's been that way for 4,000 years mm -hmm. and whatever, whatever. And so now he has to turn them into mummies while they're still alive. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. So he's going to cut their brains out while they're alive. That wouldn't... That would hurt. <laughs> I mean, it would hurt until they cut your brain, then you're kind of just brain dead. Yeah. Then you'll die. That's true. So... Uncle Ben comes in and he tries to like reason with Ahmed at this point and um Ahmed bashes him upside the head with a torch which <laughs> yeah. is awesome. It it was a cool picture in my head. Yeah. So you just like, see all of the awesome. like red ambers go flying. Yeah. I like it. Really cool. Very cool. And, and he like drags uh Ben into one of the tombs or coffins or whatever because there's like a whole bunch of dead bodies in here and he like reveals that like some of them are super old but some of them are only from like a, a few years ago yeah and he killed them and preserved them and he's like the keeper of the of the curse yeah so ben's in a tomb and he throws the freaking torch onto the tar and it's like heating up and he's like we have to wait for the tar to heat up and you two idiots get in this tomb and whatever <laughs> and they're in the tomb crying and then all of a sudden uncle ben shows up in their tomb which is stupid <laughs> which is dumb but um, he did but he did and like i guess like these tombs have like a release hatch of some kind so they can kind of travel you know you know, how mummies like to go to other people's <laughs> mummy boxes. Yeah, so their spirits can escape. Yeah. So they can stupid. escape and go to the casino. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they want all their money buried with them, so they can go to Hell's Casino. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Um, So they break out and... Ahmed tells them, like, so they get out and all three of them escape these tombs or whatever. And Ahmed is still, like, holding a knife and he's like, I'm gonna kill you. Literally? I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> Do you see this? I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> oh, stupid. Um, and then, so, oh, I forgot to mention that. This dumbass kid, Gabe, went to a garage sale in Michigan and bought a mummy's hand that he keeps in his pocket like a lucky rabbit's foot. And he talks about it throughout the story. So you know what's coming up. It's going it's so to you know, be a thing. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a part. Um, 
So he, at this point, like they're basically realizing that the pooch has already been screwed. <laughs> it's over. It's over for you suckers. Uncle Ben's going to cut off their genitals and pull all their organs out. He went there just to steal their balls. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what they do. Yeah. And so Ben or Gabe instinctively reaches in and grabs this weird mummy hand that he bought in Michigan and raises it above his head above his head and all of a sudden these mummies come to life and chase Ahmed out of the tomb. <laughs> And the end. What kind of bullshit story is that? (laughs) Right? It's just... You're telling me I can go buy a mummy hand at a garage sale and raise the dead? I just love how it's like, oh, the mummies, he tried to run away from the mummies, but they got him and they lifted him above their head. And then Gabe got smoke in his eyes and closed his eyes. And when he opened them up, Ahmed was running out the tunnel. <laughs> like, what the... <laughs> oh, okay. And then they could just go back to the hotel and Yeah, have he dinner. goes back and eats Frosted Flakes. <laughs> eats Frosted That's Flakes. That's the end of the story. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Holy shit snacks. <laughs> All of that. 130 pages, then mummies, and then two pages later, he's eating Frosted Flakes and his parents come back. I I've had sex for longer than than that like <laughs> climax lasted, and that's saying something. <laughs> that is saying a lot. <laughs> Holy shit! The worst book in the world. So that one. I don't get it. Yep, that one's not going to do too well on the spook meter. Do you want to know? Do you want to read a book about a kid's vacation? Because this is it. It's not even a good vacation. No, it's a <laughs> shitty one. It's it's a it's a vacation to Egypt. Aren't you excited? <laughs> it's like Ugh. reading a book about a vacation to Boise. <laughs> <laughs> and they have this. Then, <laughs> we went to my very favorite restaurant, Denny's. <laughs> And I rubbed my lucky uh, potato foot (laughs) and raised the potatoes from the dead. And then we went to the Motel 6 and went swimming. (laughs) (laughs) And swam in the tiny, shitty swimming pool. It's always cold. And my big, fat dad (laughs) talked about how big the potatoes are in Idaho. (laughs) And then when we went swimming, he wore a t-shirt. (laughs) and that was my trip to boise (laughs) thanks for reading this book (laughs) neat book eh (laughs) oh what a joke (laughs) you're a joke you're the worst teacher i've ever had Oh, okay, so we've gone through basically all of our book report questions. We know who the protagonist is. It's Gabe. We know who the antagonist is. That's Ahmed. Um, we know our major conflict, which is Ahmed boiling them alive in the <laughs> priestess's chamber. Um, and then the minor conflict, which was glossed over by the adult, was getting freaking kidnapped <laughs> by a known stranger. By a guy I, who dresses like a villain. I, I don't get how that part was just like, eh, we'll talk about it a little bit. He's probably just like, eh, kids aren't going to read more than 130 pages. I better just, <laughs> let's just get to the mummies. Yeah, let's get to the mummies real quick. We're only going to talk about mummies briefly. <laughs> We're going to lead them on. Um, yeah. <laughs> did 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 you have a memorable quote or citation from the story? I don't, I don't think. No, I don't think so. I did. I wrote when Gabe calls his parents fat. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was my memorable. That was good. <laughs> oh. I I did do the definition one this time. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I did too. 
What you? What did you do? Okay, so um, four words that I did: um, obnoxious, which is extremely unpleasant. Um, chittering, which is to make a twittering or chattering sound. Um, hovering, remaining, remain poised uncertainly in one place or between two states. And then my final one, which is my favorite one, which has two definitions, was groped, which is to feel about blindly or uncertainly with the hands, or to feel or fondle someone, especially against their will. Love getting groped. (laughs) Especially against my will. (laughs) Would pay someone to grope me right now. (laughs) Okay, what'd you get? I only defined one. But it's one I'd never, you know, it's a word that I know I've heard, mm-hmm. but I've never actually seen it written down, was gesund- okay. Gesundheit. Oh, nice. Gesundheit. 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 Uh, it's, it's defined as used to wish good luck or good health to a person who has just sneezed. Hmm. And then I delved a little further. I saw a little graph. Mm-hmm. Thought it was neat. It shows how often the word Gesundheit was used over the years, going all the way back to 1800. Awesome. (laughs) But by about 1820, it had a very steep decline. Ah. And it's gradually increased over the next 200 years, and it peaked right about 1999. Okay. And now it's, it's slowly declining again. Yeah, I, re- I feel like I remember a lot of people saying that when I was a kid, saying Gesundheit, because I yeah. thought it was funny. Yeah, it's that's so, all it is. It's just is it is it German? Yeah. Okay. German. It means health. Huh. In German. So, like, Germans wish you good health, but, like, in America they say bless you, which is like what? You're... Bless me with what? Heaven. I mean, that could mean anything, you know, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, Who that, knows? that's not important, but I was just thinking, I think about that sometimes and it's like, it's kind of a weird thing to say to someone. Bless right? you. Bless you. Cause you sneezed. Bless you. Cause you sneezed. I'd rather say, shut the hell up. Yeah. Be like, Hey, quiet you. Hey, quiet you. So so, let's. What uh, rating do you give this book? I'd give this book a fucking zero. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not. I refuse to answer that question because it was so bad. Yeah, this this book. I I mean, I wouldn't recommend anyone reading this. It was so bad. Oh, <laughs> what a big waste. Ugh, I I didn't enjoy this book at all, and it wasn't scary even for the slightest moment. Not even for a second. Actually. I would give it a point five because when he falls into the priestess's chamber where he's going to get burned alive in the tar pit, there is where he talks about like getting attacked by the scorpions. And that honestly, truly gave me the willies. I was like, Ooh, yeah, that I don't would like be, this. That'd be rough. So I'm giving it a point five on the spook meter. I don't recommend anyone read this book, but it was a little eerie in that way <laughs> for a split second. For literally one minute. Fair but, enough. Um, and also, I remember that we for, I mean, we've kind of veered away from giving our book reports anymore, but we didn't grade each other's last time, and we don't really need to grade each other's this time because we didn't give each other the answers. But <laughs> I wanted you to know that I give you a D on your last book report for yeah. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty. I gave you a D last time. I think. Okay. A Did D you? for a remember. D for dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I'll go back. I'll go back and and see what I gave you. I think we I think we graded each other. I think we did it before we gave our book reports, though. Yeah, we we preemptively talked about how bad the other person's book report is gonna be before they had even given it. <laughs> yeah. So. Then, yeah. But, I mean, now I, I kind of like this format where we just talk about the book and we don't really necessarily have as much of a rigid yeah. you know, answering it's questions. A loose, it's a loose report. 
It's a loose report. We're giving you the details on how terrible this book was. <laughs> so, right. um, I guess we could dive right into the minigame portion. But mini before game. we do that, before we go into our minigame portion, we need we need to address the elephant in the room, which is, what is the curse that you would put on your tomb? <laughs> oh, right, right. All right, do you got one? No. Or- I this, this whole time, I, I didn't even, like... Nothing even occurred to me. I mean, my instinct, right, is to be like that. If you come and like, not that I really have anything that you'd want to rob, because I'm probably not going to be buried with much. I suspect because I'm poor now. There's nothing that suggests that I'm going to be unpoor later. I'm going to steal your suit. <laughs> I want to be buried in all my t-shirts. I want to be wearing every single one of them. Every t-shirt. Yeah be awesome right <laughs> it'd be hilarious I, yeah i i hope that they like kind of thin me down a little bit when i get dead and uh <laughs> when i get died <laughs> no they should and just then... take every one of your t-shirts yeah. but like just cut off your like arms and head and like just cut the part where the t-shirts cover up and just replace it with like the t-shirt stuffed with yeah. other t-shirts. Every t-shirt I own is just my my torso yeah. and then my arms are and head is sticking out of it. Yeah, they like sew them to the the shirts. <laughs> now that is what imagine trying to rob that grave. <laughs> right. That would be spooky. It's and then you know if depending on how long it takes before it becomes like an archaeological dig uh, you know, then you just find a skeleton bones and a whole bunch of t-shirts. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if the t-shirts never decomposed? Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be great. <clears throat> All right, well, I've got my curse. Okay, I'm Are listening. You ready? Yeah. So, you know how belly buttons, there's an innie and an Audi? Yeah. So if you come into my tomb, you're going to have an Audi anus. It's just like a butthole flap. Yeah, it just just sticks out. (laughs) My curse, I've come up with, like, my initial instinct was like, if my curse would be... That, like, you know, off the cuff, it's like, I want you, if you rob my grave, to be, like, the fattest person alive. (laughs) Just, like, instantly, like, overnight you wake up the next day and you're 800 pounds. (laughs) You know what would be be better than that, though? Is if they just got, like, huge cankles. Yeah. So, like, they're skinny on top, but their ankles touch the ground. Like their cankles drag when they walk. <laughs> so my official curse, though, would be that uh, everyone that you touch wakes up the next day a midget. <laughs> if you come and rob my t-shirts from my grave, then the next day you wake up and your wife... Or husband is a midget. <laughs> and your kids are all midgets. <laughs> so you have to start wearing gloves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Imagine the... like you, you touch like a cashier's hand on accident or something. <laughs> and then they're just a midget. That would suck. <laughs> That'd be a rough one. Oh. So, so don't rob our graves. I don't yeah, recommend so, it. So watch out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, Let's get to mini our games. mini games. Mini games, mini games, mini games. How many this are there? Easy. So I've got sixteen. Okay. Um, I I haven't updated any of them. I should. Eh, but we'll, you know we'll keep keep we'll them keep going building. as we continue. We'll build. Yeah, but I've got sixteen. So right. do you want me to go? F- I, I you went first last time, so I can go first this time. All if right. You want I'm me to. Random number generating. Okay. Come on. 11. 
11. I get to insult the host with the other host without repercussion. <laughs> I mean, what repercussions are there anyway? Yeah, I know, right? But I guess I should say rebuttal. Like you don't like if I say something mean to you. Oh, okay. I don't get to you... I don't get to snap back. Yeah. All right. Clap back. Matt, you're the fattest boy that has ever lived. And I'm surprised that your toilet can hold you up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> that was that wasn't very good, but you know, I, I'm looking at your face. Even though I'm in Washington and you're in Utah, I just think you know it's too mean. He doesn't. He, I, I, it's too mean to insult him. He already doesn't have much going for him. You know. <laughs> now that was mean. oh amazing okay your random number is six which we did last time should we do something else because that one this one's changed the monster into something that would spark horror in other traumatic ways yeah yeah let's Let's... do another one number two uh rewrite the ending to be scarier better worse or sexier (laughs) Oh, all right. Rewriting the ending mm-hmm. to make it, I'll make it better. Okay. <laughs> so nothing's going to change in the pyramid. Okay. But when they leave the pyramid, they go to Denny's. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and instead of Frosted Flakes, he gets stuffed French toast. Okay. I like it. And Build then the your story, own grand slam. Then the story ends. Awesome. So it's already better. Yeah. They don't get that shitty hotel food. They get yeah. the 24-hour Denny's special. Man, what do you order from Denny's? Do you order the stuffed French toast? Oh, I don't know. It's been so long. Yeah. It's funny, like, where we grew up, we used to go to Denny's so often. <laughs> like, because so often. There was one place within 30 miles that was open after 10 p.m. Yeah. And it was Denny's. And it was Denny's, and it was awesome. And, like, I've gone to Denny's since... Like, there was always that luster, right? Like, let's have a fun hour drive at midnight, and we're going to go to Denny's, and we're going to have food, and it's going to be fun. And then everybody, you know, and then you drive home, and it was always... That was always fun. And I always remember the time that me and you and Hannah went in your truck, and the heater wasn't working, so we had a bunch of blankets. Yeah, the heater never worked in that truck. Never, ever. <laughs> uh, but now I've, I've I've gone to Denny's since like being away from that environment, and it's like it's good, but I don't know, man. It's just not great. Yeah, yeah it's not my first choice. It was it was all just about the experience back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. it was always fun to just go with friends and yeah. drive to Denny's late at night but it is a fair shake better up here they have this place called sherry's and it's like the local denny's and that place is terrible oh really yeah so uh, denny's is a step up from that but i almost kind of prefer ihop sometimes yeah i feel like ihop is a higher quality yeah they got all those syrups you know (laughs) yeah right at the table imagine (laughs) that that's the worst part about Denny's is when you're a big fat idiot and you're like, can I have some more syrup? Hey, I need more syrup. <laughs> Give me more I need, syrup. I need some more syrup, ma'am. Ma'am, ma'am can I have more syrup? <laughs> I didn't ride this wheelchair in here to have this little amount of syrup. To have dry pancakes. <laughs> you old bitch. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you even imagine being a waitress at Denny's in Salina, Utah, and having all those little bastards come in? Oh, oh I'm sure that we were just the worst. <laughs> Could you? I, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> right? I don't like to think about what a shit I was back then. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> it makes me sad. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, but we had fun. Yeah, we sure did. Everybody still teases me about when I would ask them, be like, hey, is there a 
free refills on hot chocolate? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll have a Sprite. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I was there. <laughs> <sighs> My wife's family loves that story. I think it's just the funniest. Just too funny. But they, they don't even know the half of it that you and I used to get together just to light farts on fire. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The blue darts. The blue darts. <laughs> oh, just truly. Uh, yeah, we can't dive too deep into that because the, there's some really stupid stuff comes up. <laughs> A lot of dumb stuff. Oh, but it was fun. But it was fun. <sighs> All right, well, that's our episode of this terrible, stupid, horrible book, <laughs> The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, number yeah. five. I hope that you enjoyed the the podcast more than we enjoyed the book. Yeah, and if you didn't, if if you enjoy this book more than you enjoyed this podcast, then I'm sorry that your mommy didn't love you enough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So anyway, tune in next week. Um, I think we're going to be reading Monster Blood next week. Monster Blood. Monster Blood. Nice. It's a monster, and it's blood. It's it's a monster, and it's got a bucket of blood. (laughs) All right. So so join us. We're gonna. Hopefully, that book isn't as terrible. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in with us. We'll see you next time. Peace out, bitches. Click.